Hey, everybody, welcome in to The Wrap on a Friday. Tom Mazaway and friends on NRM Streamcast Live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington Hills. It's always a great Friday when my main man, Darren McCarty, is in the house. What's Good up, to see dude? you, Maz. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Happy Friday. Ethan. Happy Ethan, Friday. of course, EP, Ethan Perlman in the house as well. Lots to talk about today. Lynn Henning from the Detroit News joins us. Lots of baseball. The winter meetings in San Diego. Man, I wish I could be at the winter meetings of San Diego. Just to hang, just to hang out in San Diego. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't was care about really the, for the winter. I don't really care about the winter meetings. I just want to be out in California. You want to know what your Yankees are doing? I do. Just Yankees. Like, Yankees well, they are already well. just dropped the the mother load on Garrett Cole. But I think mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like, we want to start there just uh, just for you. Um, you finally got the ace, and that's what you missed well, last year. Well, yeah, they've been missing an ace for a while, and that's pretty sad. You know, to be for thinking that the New York Yankees, yeah. right? And we're here mm-hmm. in Detroit, but the New York Yankees. Really, that's what they've been missing is that number one pitcher, and they really yep. haven't, you know, had it since. Who did you feel confident in other Andy than Andy Pettit? Andy Pettit. Well, <laughs> he's just a playoff stud. Yeah. But hopefully, Cole can come in. And, he's the uh, kicker on that. They drafted Cole. I know, and mm-hmm. he went to UCLA instead. So they tried to get him. He, he went, goes to college. Yeah. Then they tried to get him from the Pirates, but they trade him to the Astros. So this yeah. is the third time's a charm. Yeah. Well, so there he goes go. to New York, but yeah. he's going to have to shave. He's going to have to be clean cut. Did they? Did they? That's a deal. That's a did deal. they mention that? I know. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, I, mean, that's, I understand the tradition. Yeah, wrecked Randy Johnson. I mean, he was never the same. Once well, he, I, once I, he I'm saying. So down. let me ask you this question, Maz. Here's here's uh, D Max Maz question of the, of, for the Friday: Is would you scrap tradition if it was guaranteed that you win the World Series oh, God, and didn't yeah. have to? Okay, of course. There you go. I just wonder if, <laughs> they if could the all Yankees look like are you. bigger than that. They could all look like you. I like it. That's it, man. It's <laughs> hockey. Like it. We want that hockey attitude. Absolutely. Anyway, lots to talk about. Lynn Henning will join us. And uh, we got some good gambling for you later on. We'll get you the locks of the week with my good buddy from North Bergen High School. I went to school with this kid. He's a little younger than me. But the kid is on top of his game. Well, that's the WABC and, out and, there in New York. Plus, this, this is fun to hear him. Well, it, of course it is. But like, <laughs> this is really um, legitimate. Let's let's dive into this a little bit because uh, the papers are on the uh, governor's mm-hmm. desk they to are. sign the gambling. Sign it now. Now this has gone on in uh, ten or so yeah, other states. Jersey's had it. Yeah. They they broke the bank. They broke they, the bank. They broke the bank. Jersey was trending over Las Vegas at one point. And, and that, but that usually like the East Coast book because you know, you know we mm-hmm. know what the but that's huge where all the all the big guys what come took up. Took us so, so long, right? Exactly. So yeah. this this will actually be something that. Uh, is not just, I guess, under the radar. It's sort of like the gambling and the cannabis. It's sort of yeah. coming out. Yeah. It's, Everything is coming. It's out. the way it is, and and it's it's more for people to make their own choices and yeah. options. So you know what that means, Mass? You better get your game. Oh, you better start studying and get your game because my it's game. all legitimate. I know. How are your picks this year? My picks are pretty mediocre this year, pretty but I got mediocre. I got the I got for sure winner. You got a lock for I do a sure winner. A on sure Sunday. winner. I mean a sure winner. Like a, a lemon drops. Take lemon it to drops, the bank. Take it to the bank. Lock. Hey, uh, Ethan, do you know that it, when Tom puts the lemon drops on it, that was the baseball team back uh, the back in the day. Softball for the little girls, but <laughs> eight you know under what? champions. Eight and under champions. <laughs> right when he puts the lemon drop guarantee on it, it's like gold. So I can't it's wait gold. to hear. You guys better okay. stick around. Yep. You'll just love to hear from Danny. Young Kula later on. Oh, I love the name, dude. He's got to know that. Does he have a number? Has he got one of those he like, does. phone lines he and does. stuff? He does. That we'll is we'll awesome. chat about it later. Hey, let's kick it off with a couple of good things in town, finally. The Red Wings breaking uh, a pretty bad streak. 
A 12-game losing skid. Okay, mm-hmm. understatement of the day. They're 8-22-3, but you know what? Last night they were looking good. They beat the Jets 5-2, so they split the season series. Robbie Fabry, it, that's something to look forward to. I mean, oh. the captain went out. Steve Eisenman went out and got this guy, mm-hmm. and he's got two goals last night. He is almost on a goal a game, a point a game. I think he is almost a point a game since he's been here. Well, he, you know, a great player and a high high draft uh, pick, and I think it's one of these guys that uh, you notice around the league uh, that some players fit in systems and some players don't. And I think that a lot of times when you dig deeper into it and you look at uh, the relationship, uh, like best buddies with Tyler Bertuzzi, so you get to know character of the guy. And that's the one thing that... I guess the positive that I see, and I'm not looking at the wins and losses because right. that'll make you, you throw up. Mm-hmm. But you can't. But you look at that that Stevie's not standing pat. He's making moves. He's sending guys up, sending guys down. Made he's getting another Zadina trade yesterday. Some, getting Zadina some yeah. confidence. You know, he's moving. He's he's making moves and seeing what he's got, not standing pat. So the transparency of what's going on at Little Caesars Arena, I think that that. Red Wings fans, although you can't be happy with losing, right. you see them working towards a direction. And, you know, the caveat is you get a guy like Robbie Fabry that is proving that he's going to be one of the offensive yeah. stars. And when you look at that top line, when Anthony Mantha's healthy and Tyler Bertuzzi and Larkin, they need secondary mm-hmm. scoring. And that's hopefully what sure. uh, Fabry will be able to provide. And until then, he'd up on the first line, get. Power play is so huge in this league, you know. Uh, so for them to capitalize like they did yesterday, and so Dini on the power play, yeah, and too. he's he's starting to play really well. Well, he, he you got know, sent down to Grand Rapids, but Steve said, "Don't go anywhere. They're out on the West Coast. I got. I'm going to bring you right back." So he put him down during the day, mm-hmm. brought him back at night, and let him play. And look what he did. Well, and and that's the thing is when you see and I. I have been reading, and it's it's the patience and just relax, guys, relax, because you want to see him get the minutes, and you want to see this young guy. But there's a build, there's there's a strategy that goes into it, you know. So why not go by the guy that's come into this organization at 18 and maybe knows along the way? So I think that the way that they're doing it, the kid's got six points in his last six games, and guy like Zadina, natural goal scorers, when they find the net. They go in like crazy. Yeah. You know, they're like they, they, it'll start going in. So that's what I would look into Montreal on Saturday night. You look and see that if he gets hot and he can, the goal scorers, they just have that ability to stay hot. So hopefully this will spark and that's what we need right now. The crowd last night, from what I understand, was really good. They were buzzing. So the people that are going to the game are enjoying well, it. Well, the whole thing, Maz, is you have to take it for what it is. Yeah, just right? go and enjoy and, the and game. And go and enjoy yeah. and, and enjoy the building and enjoy the effort and know that you're going to get frustrated, but you know they're going to play hard and they're going to play for each other, but they're going to have to learn. And some of the things is like, gosh, dang it. You know, like just make the same mistakes or mm-hmm. whatever else. But when they play more of a 60-minute game, like it's, it's the old adage. you got to play 60 minutes in this league, but not, not so much as it is these days because parity is so close. You know, the one-goal games, they just got to, you know, stay in the game. And and this gives confidence because when you lose, and we had Eddie Mio in here when you were out, yeah, and he commented <laughs> on, and he mentioned, because going through the dead wings of the 80s, it can steamroll. Mm-hmm. When you lose, right, it's like, here we go again, here we go again, when you're young. So if they can find a way to stay positive and, and forget about it, that's, that's what you're looking for. So you never had to go through that in your career. 
No. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> no, that's really good. Yeah. I, I never So you really don't even know the, the pain of, of mm-hmm. what they had to go through. No, our old adage was don't lose two in a row. And yeah. if we ever lost like two or three in oh, a we row, we talked I mean, bad was, about you then. Yeah, oh yeah. man, it was the end of the world. <laughs> and Scotty, of course, would talk bad about you. Yeah, oh yeah. But that's the, that's the whole thing. Is that, and, and that's the difference, eh? Scotty Bowman, because his way of doing it, he never, you never felt disrespected as a person, disrespected as a player, but he was allowed to do that because he's the greatest. Yep. And that's the difference. And then, you know, when you're talking about what makes great coaches, because if you ask guys, they didn't like Scotty as much, but they respect the fact they're probably going to get their Stanley Cup ring at the end of the year. Now, talking about respect and the way players respect, I'm going to cha- I'm going to change it over to the Lions now. That's a perfect lead-in. To the story that Perfectly we saw. in for the for the opposite. Yeah, for the opposite. <laughs> yep. Things that you hear about the Lions and the Lions, of course, going in three nine and one. They host Tampa Bay. Ethan will be there with uh, with his dad this week. It's okay. You yeah. go out with your dad. It's an enjoyable day. You get it to is. see Jameis Winston. I'm setting the over under for touchdowns. He'll throw f- he'll throw three touchdowns. Okay. And he'll oh. throw two picks. I'm going to okay. go and, three and he'll two. put two on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and he'll put two on the ground. But you know what? He's going to give you a show. All Good right, you're going to get get a show. All right, so they're playing the Buccaneers this weekend. And the former Lions tight end, Hakeem Valles, went on a podcast yesterday. And they asked him about Matt Patricia. He played a couple of years. First of all, Valles came in, played a couple of years, played a year with uh, Jim Caldwell. And he said that was the best experience of his football life. And then he played for Matt Patricia. And they asked him, what kind mm-hmm. of guy is Matt Patricia? He's like, well, he's different than Caldwell. He comes in and he was... Dealing with like a fear-based mentality, he was late for meetings. Always late for meetings. He was a fear-based mentality. Alpha, guy. alpha wolf. Yeah, he was, they, that's alpha. what he said. I'm the alpha. You're the Bravo. You know, and that's just that's just the way it was. And he talked about him, and he's like, I'm not sure if, if it'll work in the long run, but uh, he didn't have very good things to say about him. So here, a guy here's a guy that comes in from New England. Bill Belichick tree. We all talked about it. We all know about it. It's not really been hugely successful in the NFL. He comes in and he takes this nine and seven win team, nine win seven loss team. Him and Bob Quinn, and they basically break it up and they put their own stamp on it. And what you see is two losing seasons in a row. And this season is in the tank. Yeah, they were in it in the beginning of the year. I'll admit they were playing really good in the beginning of the year, but good enough to lose, unfortunately. But now it's. Everyone is on the injured reserve. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Three, nine, and one. Now they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. You got nothing really to go and watch at this point, but they still got to sell tickets. And where does it end? You got names like Mike McCarthy. Oh, Mike McCarthy's out there. Gonna, he's going to go somewhere, but he probably's not going to come here because we're going to keep this guy. Am I correct? We're going to keep Matt Patricia another year. I, here's my here's I'm going to this is I'm going to break this down and and to to what I think and yeah, and that's because why I asked you. right exactly so the Valley was there 17 18 the less the less or whatever yep. um you know it's it's a my theory in the whole thing is when guys leave Belichick they don't know who they are right so they got to figure out who they are and when they when you are trained by somebody you take a lot of them uh, that you don't understand with you and you think cuz you think that so i'm going to relate my theory with like patricia and belichick that's who we're talking about and scotty so, well, well, well that's for my yeah. experience but in this situation so belichick so when uh, patricia leaves he knows that he's a defensive guy, but how much is is it him and how much is it Belichick? So you usually take and what players. you know. 
No, no, but you take what you know yeah. and the attitude of what the coach right. or your mentor has given you, and you try to throw it in. And usually, you go overboard because you don't know how to handle that much and it's not the pressure it's that much responsibility because it changes and so you throw it out there and you go one way and it's alpha bravo or you go players coach way where i'm gonna you know be all about the guys or you get because you got to find your way and i think that's patricia went totally like you're reading about disrespectful Mm -hmm. dis like which which in a college or in a junior locker room you can get away with because it's dealing with more kids growing up and stuff. And when you're dealing with men that have families that have been around, that just doesn't fly. So my thing is that guys just, you know, be like, what the hell is this all about? Now, what I've seen is that when you hear guys, is that Matt Patricia, the person, and I'm going to speak on my personal um, interactions with him, love, love the guy. Yeah, he seems like, like a know, good guy. He's a, you know, to talk and whatever, but that doesn't, tra- just because you're a good guy doesn't translate into mm-hmm. a great job, right? So I think he's caught in between, like not, he was caught in between not knowing, not really being him, now trying to figure it out. The, the biggest thing, Maz, is there's no transparency out of Allen Park or out of the Lions. Yeah. You know, you hear this little uh, this beef or wherever where Vallis is telling his truth yeah. about, yeah. you know, and I don't relate it as much as the Martha Ford, but 10, 15 times I get it where it's like, hey, I'm you pay my check and I've ran into it a few times. Yeah, he's talking about Martha Ford not knowing who he is. But this, she's an elderly woman. I mean, I, no, no, she's not going to know everybody. It, mm-hmm. That's irrelevant. It's how you treat people. We yeah. just got off this conversation of, of last week about talking about uh, Mike Babcock and the things that have come out with yeah. some of the NHL coaches. You see, Jim Montgomery just got let go yeah. by the Dallas Stars what did he for on. Un- <laughs> no, yeah, I know yeah. we don't know yet, but we'll find did out. Did he get but, drunk? Did he get handsy? What, what the hell did he do? Well, it, it's something that you know the things go on now. When you're dealing with men at a different level, when and especially when you come out, you guys got to find each other, right? Mm-hmm. You look at how and and good or bad. You know, you look at. In the Red Wing organization, when Scotty Bowman retired and they gave it to Dave Lewis, Dave Lewis is a player's coach. Yeah, he was. Guys love playing for him. He and wasn't like going to be Scotty. No, and he didn't try to be Scotty, no. but it just didn't correlate to what they wanted. So then Kenny didn't see that and he went the opposite way and he went to Bad. Babcock, which was my way or the highway, which <laughs> doesn't work, especially in 2019, mm-hmm. yeah. especially without the credentials. And I know yeah. you have, listen, there's one thing to say when I say, hey, um, I got four cups. Now yeah. what? Right? That Because I was there. I played. I was in it. I got a cup goal. I got, yep. you know, that, you know, like you can't, the relevance of me saying that is you can't argue it. Right? Mm-hmm. Matt Patricia, when you read about that, he's telling you how many Super Bowl rings he's won and stuff like that. When a coach does that and he's not the head coach like a Belichick or a Scotty or a Saban yep. or somebody like that. Yeah. Guys are just like you're a douche. Yeah. You know, like like you didn't. You know, great. Your exes and O's, and then it, you. But you lose the respect fast. So, I love the fact. You know what I take out of this article is I love the fact that you know what we think of Matt Stafford is what's thought about him in the room because yeah. what Valis says winner. is he's a he's, he's a, a the best he's quarterback. He's a leader. He leads by example. You know, some guys when you're this and the, the biggest fault, and I understand that Matt Stafford is that he is. A soldier. He's a company guy. He's a dot. You know, I get it. 
and sometimes you have those guys that they're not the ones to 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 cause the riffle or to cause the strife because they're going to go with the flow because they're good guys and so it takes somebody else but that's you know again i think personally it's more the general manager than it is the coach yeah and they're buddies and you know well i mean it is They, they, they hey listen we're all we're all big boys here, Maz. Yep. We they you you reap what you sow, you dig what you do. Mm-hmm. You got to stand. I believe you stand behind your word. But I, it's also I believe. <laughs> look at me. You can change if you want to. So you realize that this ain't working in whatever way. If you're that, if that means that much to you, then you'll find a way to win. Right. And that's I think what we're well. looking for. You know, we all want them to lose out so we get the highest well, this pick. Year, Let's yeah, say, this yeah. year. But we yeah. all rooted for them to win prior to no, that. No, no. We were going into the biggest disappointments because going into training camp, we were fired up. Yeah. And because we didn't have the expectations as much in the offense. And the offense, and Daryl Bevel came in and he did a hell of a job, even without the running game and guys in and out and hurt and this and that mm-hmm. and everything else. And then the defense, which is supposed to be top in the league. Right. No pass rush. Yeah, no pass rush and hung those poor secondaries out. Okay, we got it. We understand that there. Very and, nice. Uh, so we got plenty more to talk about with this, but we have a, a guest on the line. I love it. All right. Mr. Lynn Henning joins us uh, here on The Wrap on NRM Streamcast from the Detroit News. What's up, Mr. H? Hi, Maz. Just uh, like everybody else here, wondering when uh, <laughs> Detroit sports is going to become something other here than... Uh, a trip to the funeral home. You're not I mean, kidding. This is just, uh, <laughs> well, this is just uh, an era that we haven't dealt with. Well, you're, uh, you've seen a lot of uh, all the different sports, Lynn. You t- who's coming out of it first? And yeah. give us some, uh, do you have any, uh, I guess, uh, silver lining for any of these sports teams or even the college yeah, teams? Yeah, I, I thought your guys were, Darren. I really did. I, I, I didn't expect great things this year. But I thought it would be a setup season, sort of a continuation of the end of, of last year, and that by next autumn uh, you'd have yourself uh, a, a hybrid um, contender. Put it that way. Right. And, uh, you know, we'd see a, a really good team probably coalescing about next year. And shoot, after this last six weeks here, I, I, I'm like you guys. Uh, but, but maybe you saw. This beneath the X-rays, maybe you saw this evolving. Uh, I, I'm just really stunned by that. Now, the, the Pistons situation speaks for itself. The Lions uh, are really, to me, the the more serious immediate indictment because I yeah. thought by this point that Bob Quinn would have established that he was precisely what the Lions hadn't had for the earlier 55 years, and that was a real thorough genuine GM and uh, we, we have just we're not seeing that kind of roster in the fourth year I'm, I'm extremely deflated and I am blindsided because I thought he was the real deal but in the NFL if after four seasons you're not showing any more than this uh, you got trouble and uh, I, I, I this to me is the biggest surprise and the biggest shock I agree 100% on this one. And I know uh, MSU near and dear to your heart, uh, and we talk college as well. And I think Michigan is back on the map, so to speak. I think Jim Harbaugh at least got them to 
they're back to being Michigan again. No, they haven't overcome Ohio State. That's going to be a while. But I mean, Michigan State, on the other hand, uh, has kind of gone in the tank, and you know they were the team that people were uh, relying on. Mark Antonio really had one responsibility in my mind at the end of this season, as and, and Ethan and, and Darren, and that was a guy who is traditionally and almost consistently extremely upfront, very much introspective, very mature in his thinking, I figured had to begin to acknowledge that this thing was over for him. And it is over. And one more year is going to be nothing but two words at Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio. And next fall, when they begin one and five or two and four, whatever happens, and it's not going to be very good because they've got a tough schedule next year with not a lot returning, we're all going to say the same thing. Why didn't D'Antonio and his alleged bosses confront this inevitability last year and begin to get Michigan State back on track with a new administration? And that is going to be how this plays out. The idea that there's going to be some surprise up there next autumn is, to me, fantasy. They don't have much returning. They have a new quarterback. They've got a tougher schedule for a team that barely barely went 6-6 six and six this year. And that is simply imagining and wishing that things are going to be different. They're not. And so I'm really, really surprised. I know D'Antonio doesn't want to cut loose his assistance. He had a bonus coming next month of $4.3 million. That all could have been negotiated. And lovely parting gifts could have been given to the assistants to help cushion them. But the obligation at that point is to the university and to its fan galaxy. And they know what's happening up there. Their season ticket holders are turning off in Legion right now. And they are. I, I talked to way too many of them throughout the year. They were going to give it one more chance. Now that spigot is shut off. And uh, it's unfortunately part of Michigan State's DNA that too often when confronted with the right decision, uh, it makes the wrong decision. And uh, I think that was palpably the case last month. Well, look what happened at Rutgers in Jersey. I mean, there was a, they were turning right. the whole state upside down because Greg Schiano wasn't coming on, and they, people were quitting. People were taking money back. They were taking yeah. their grants back. They were saying, right. we're not going to the games anymore. They got the coach they wanted. Exactly. And again, Michigan State could have made this real easy. The guy that is an automatic plug-in for them and who would begin to put things uh, back on a higher elevation would have been Luke Fickle down at Cincinnati. Now, he may be there a year from now, but you've set the rebuild and the reconstruction back an important year. Um, Fickle might end up very well with a a better job next season. Uh, He's not the only candidate, but he would have been the natural one because you've got to take care of your recruiting region first and foremost, and Fickle knows it intimately. Very good job at Cincinnati. Of course, he's got the Ohio State pedigree as well. Right. I mean, he, he he's 43 years old. This would have been such an obvious and logical hire and continuation of what D'Antonio had built until things began to unravel. He's not getting it back next year. He's not. And any pretense that this thing is going to turn into some kind of surprise next year, 
again, Maz, I think if we talk six weeks into next season and they're one and five again or two and four, whatever the case might be, uh, we're going to look a little bit prophetic here only because what's out there, to me, is quite obvious. Hey, I want to get to baseball with you, but, you know, just last thing on MSU. So you think it's a done deal. He's staying. Yeah, uh, I certainly do. Now, it's conceivable that they're waiting for the early signing period next week, and uh, the the bonus that's coming his way will have been agreed that it's it's coming, even if he doesn't stay into January, that kind of thing. You you could, I suppose, imagine such a scenario, but I don't think they're going to play it that stealthily and that deceptively. I think uh, he has said... Uh, he wants to fix things, and in his mind, he can. I, I don't think that's being uh, real honest with himself, and um, therefore, I think they're they're making a very, very uncomfortable bed for themselves for 2020. Lynn Henning from the Detroit News joining us here on the wrap. Darren McCarty, uh, Ethan Perlman, Tom Mazaway here. Let's get to uh, the winter meetings and the Tigers uh, did a little something yesterday, huh? They made a they made a deal. They got themselves a new catcher in Austin Romine. They just hopefully they will not put his locker next to Miguel Cabrera. No, they should. <laughs> I mean, let's get it out of the way. I mean, is there? Uh, is there? Is there? You can imagine how that's going to play out. The first day they're going to pretend to get each other in headlocks and there's going to be all kinds of giggles and laughs and that was just an in the moment mm-hmm. heat of the second kind of a thing I mean, we we know exactly how that's going to go uh the the real story here is how much improvement did they bring to a catching position quite a bit yeah um, that's what i hear not, nothing that's going to t- turn a roster and a lineup around no. but you got to have good solid competency of catcher and austin romine um, definitely gives them that. Uh, the, the thing that I really thought they, they missed on, and you gentlemen may have talked about this earlier, but they had a chance to take Jonathan Villar from all indications off waivers when the Orioles cut him loose. Yep, I agree. And, uh, yeah, he would have been $10 million for one year, but he had 24 homers last year. He was a four. He's young. Wins above replacement player, 28. Yeah. Hit 284. Uh, really, about an 800 OPS. Why'd the Orioles get rid of him? Why'd the Orioles oh, get rid man. of him? They have nobody at second. No. Uh, they they would have given him uh, the leadoff spot, which would have taken a lot of heat off Garden Hire and, and that batting order. And apparently at $10 million, even for one year, and as they say in baseball, there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. This would have been a remarkable acquisition for them. It would have sent a message to the fans that, hey, we're not just going to be stagnant here. Uh, we're not just going to be uh, uh, very true to our $28 million budget or whatever they've got to spend for the offseason. It would have been a real slam dunk. It would have been a PR move of the first order, and more to the point would have been a substantial add-on to that batting order. And yeah. They didn't take him. They said, we've got too many other fish to fry. We can't afford him is basically what they said. And I thought, boy, is this a mistake. This is not the kind of move that wouldn't have been endorsed by Mike Illich. Um, And and until I learned differently, it looks to me like um, Al Avila had no choice but to stick to the sum that he and Chris had agreed on. It's too bad. And therefore, Jonathan Villar was then subsequently traded 
after he cleared waivers from all indication to the Marlins. So yeah. this kind of move is really, really deflating. Agreed. They did get a good Rule 5 pitcher yesterday. I think Ronnie Garcia from the Yankees is a pretty good, talented kid. I think they, they did well with him. 21 years old. As much as, yeah, man, I think, again, we all know Rule 5. Look, Rule 5 mean you're not good enough to make another club's 40-man roster. Yeah, but it's the Yankees. So you, you, you have to deal with that reality. <laughs> and that means this guy certainly wasn't good enough to qualify uh, for another big league club is anything but a discard. Okay, so once you accept that, which is why we don't see a lot of Rule 5 right. guys make it. I mean, once in a blue moon, you catch some lightning, but, but very, very, very frequently. That being understood, if you have the first pick as the Tigers did, you can probably get, particularly on a 26-man active roster, which is what we know they've risen to next year, one more extra guy that you can carry, um, I think they did real well here. And the reason is, I looked at his six stops that he's been at in the minor leagues. This Garcia is 6'3". He's got a mid to even a little bit higher 90s fastball. He's never had a whip, which is, to me, the all-definitive pitching right. stat. Mm-hmm. That's above the 1.2. Now, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then when you look at the reason behind that, he's got a good strikeout the walks ratio. He's not one of these guys that throws hard and throws the ball all over the box seats. He's got good control. He has allowed less than one hit per inning, which to me is another very important barometer. And I'm thinking that with the stuff he's got, which I saw a little more explanation of yesterday, they probably got as close to a value as you can get in the Rule 5 selection. And I I think they've, they've likely added somebody that will help their bullpen next year. That's about as good as you can expect to do with Rule 5, and it looks looks like they might have gotten a piece there that can help. There's a guy out there that I like. Uh, Lynn Henning joins us, by the way, on the wrap. I know I haven't given Darren a chance to breathe yet. I'm sorry. You no, get, you're you good. Get yeah, the, I'm watching you go out of the next three you're, so, you're so happy right now. <laughs> I am. You know, well, I, I'm a Greg Bird fan, and he's out there, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's injury prone. But the guy has got lightning in that stick. If he can keep him, if he can stay healthy, that's a guy I think you yeah. can take a chance on. And, and they might because uh, they're they're going to get add somebody uh, to that position, Maz, and and Bird. I doubt they're real high on him for the reasons that uh, other people listed, aren't. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, but hey, beggars aren't choosy. No, and, um, they they could take him, and uh, I think he probably right now is close to as feasible as as anybody else. Um, I, I'd like to know what they're thinking. I haven't had the kind of conversations with the front office I used to have when I would get a little inkling perhaps of some guys that they liked and guys that they didn't and reasons behind each but i i think that makes some sense they're, they're certainly going to add some kind of a decent stick they're going to add a, a a corner person uh, if not two um that, they'll end up with some some add-ons here that will make them look um a little more appetizing than they are today. Like, for sure. <laughs> Any spec- and that likely wasn't going to happen this week. I, I, the people that say, oh, you know, they left the winter meetings and they did nothing but Austin Romine and, and a rule. Fun. Hey, anytime that I've gone into the 
winter meetings, and I covered a whole bunch of them, I thought there's only about a 35% chance, even in a year when you've got guys to market and a market for guys you want, that the winter meetings is going to be the place you get the deal done. So many of these now are done on the eve of spring training. Mm -hmm. And that simply is how baseball business goes in 2019. So in in some respects, I was a little surprised that uh, the Romine deal got done yesterday. But uh, you'll see probably three more players added. I don't think they're going to be anything that's going to lead to a a romp at the season ticket office. But they're the kind of guys that probably will give them a little chance. Then I think you have to look ahead. Not only at the fact that Matt Manning will be up and Casey Mize probably will be up, but that also Michael Fulmer is coming back at midseason. Right. Now, does this equate to a year that they're still not going to lose at least 90 games? I don't think so. No. I think they're going to have another tough year. And I mean brutal year. Um, but they're going to have a draft. They've got three of the top, what, 70 or so, because they got that added Mm-hmm. Uh, draft pick that was awarded them last last week. Which that was a feel sorry for pick. Hey, we feel sorry yeah, for you. Let's you, give you this. You pick. stay below a certain payroll. <laughs> you do bad, and you get a you get an added pick. You know, you guys suck. Hey, nice. well, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. And, and um, they they should have been getting one of these guys uh, before this year, but nonetheless, they've got that added pick. Of course, they've got the first one overall. And I still think it's going to be Spencer Torkelson out of Arizona State with Austin Martin out of Vanderbilt right there. We'll see how their springs go. They're going to end up with some players. I just don't know, guys, if they're going to get enough help to that batting order um, in time to avoid anything other than a second uh, reconstruction, uh, at which point guys like Riley Green or the guy that they're going to take first in June then become probable trade chips as you attempt the second reseeding. Now, that's a pretty dismal view, but I don't see enough on their farm right now to convince me that they're going to have anything close to a sufficient batting order during this rebuild uh, to really constitute a rebuild. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Maybe there's some surprises. Sports gives us those all the time, and baseball certainly does. And, and I'm open to those. I think they're due one or two surprises. But, you know, luck also is the residue of design that's Branch Rickey said, and there's just not enough dynamics going on right now to make me think that they're going to benefit much from luck. Hey, Owen, uh, Ethan here. What about a guy like Jonathan Scope, who last year signed a one-year deal, $7.5 million with uh, the Minnesota Twins? He had a pretty good year offensively. He's, an, he's a free agent again. He's cheaper than Jonathan VR, and in my opinion, his defense is right up there with VR. The bat's just a little bit less power, more average. Um, what about a guy with like Jonathan VR coming to Detroit? Scope. Yeah, they, they could have gotten him Scope. last year. And, Scope. Um, I, I think that there is a lot of scouting consensus that he's probably not. Uh, the guy they're looking for right now. I, I don't think you'd rule him out, Ethan. But um, if if they expect and want to do better, uh, I, I think they probably can. It's plain to me that their focus isn't second base, uh, even though your question is mine. Who exactly is going to play there on opening day? So it, it does speak to your uh, example here that Scope might be somebody that they'll yet be able to sign um, probably at a bargain 
and maybe he's the guy that ends up there. I mean, it, you can, I think, entertain any and all possibilities right now. Why the hell would you want but, to come here unless it's uh, unless they're way, way overpaying you? I mean, any player. Well, that's the, that's the other thing, man, is, is I keep reminding people that want, think the Tigers are going to just payroll their way to a contention here. It takes two interested parties to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I always use for them the example of Darrell Evans when he was here. There were teams in November of 83 that were offering Darrell Evans more money than the Tigers did. But Darrell Evans knew the Tigers were very close to being exactly what they became in 1984. And that's why he signed with the Tigers. Conversely, a free agent looking at this team now, seeing 90 or 100 losses next year, hey, these guys want to play in October. Money isn't everything. Especially the money they make these days. Yeah, it gets really difficult to get the kind of people you need, the difference makers, until you get a core nucleus assembled. And that's why I say, until the farm system begins kicking out talent that you can use as a framework, free agency isn't going to be your answer. Last thing, Lynn, before we uh, let you go here and go and enjoy your weekend. Yankees, of course, broke the bank, $324 million. For Garrett Cole, Washington broke the bank for Strasburg. Well, not bad. Two hundred and forty-five million. They keep him. Rendon gets seven years, two hundred and forty-five with the Angels. Gregorius gets a one-year, fourteen million-dollar deal to reunite over in Philadelphia with his old manager. And I think the Rick Porcello for ten million with the Mets. I think is pretty good. Mets have Degrom, Syndergaard, Matt Stroman, Porcello, and Waka. That's a pretty good six right there. It is. It is. And. uh... The, the one side note to this whole week of incredible transactions, and I put something on Twitter about this, but Scott Boris, as we know, oh, God. is... Rich. <laughs> he's in, an, in another realm. He gets 5% oh. rather than the standard agent fee of 3%. Jesus. So, as of, what, yesterday, after the Rendon deal, he had signed $814 million Dollars worth of contracts. Forty million. At at five percent, he he had more than forty million that he made this week on three deals. Now he's sort of like Tommy Maslow, like cracking it out with Matt the Rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 has other guys out there to sign, including oh. Castellanos. It looks like he could hit one billion dollars in contracts. Yeah. Wow. At which point he's made mm-hmm. fifty million in the off season alone. Not so bad. That's why Scott Boris is Scott Boris. Wow. Where's Castellanos going to wind up? You think? I don't know. And, and how about back here? You know, I thought the, <laughs> no. Well, I know. No. I know. I know. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. You, you can imagine. He loves Comerica. Um, I thought the Cubs would resign him, and they still might. <laughs> uh, I, I think the doors open for him to go to a lot of places. Boston certainly is there. Oh, but no. Boston's please, no. cutting back. And, uh, again, a Boris client isn't going to go somewhere for a one-year deal or at any kind of a discount. So I think that's intriguing. But uh, Castellanos has the kind of bat that so many clubs require, and he's going to end up with a nice home and and certainly with a fairly comfortable payday. So uh, that is something to watch. But he could be part of the deals that kick Scott Boris past $1 billion. (laughs) No question, man. 
Hey, we can keep you on forever, but we, we only have a few more minutes left in the show. So we're gonna we're gonna let you go and uh, say thanks again. And you know, if you see Gleber Torres laying around, he's 23 years old today. <laughs> Wish him a happy birthday for you. Happy holidays. Okay, Lee. hey man. Merry Christmas. Good, good, good catching up with you and Darren and Ethan. You got it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Lynn Henning from the Detroit News. Make sure you read him on Twitter. And great stories, as always. I mean, the guy can he can go with the best of them. Frankie Lindor's still out there, too. The mm-hmm. Indians are going to look to trade him. Who else have you heard so far? Uh, Lindor's a big one. Chris Bryant's name's coming That's up right. all over the place. From but the Castellanos, I heard an interesting rumor hear? with him. And the Miami Marlins are weighing their oh. option of possibly signing him to a long-term deal. Why not? But the fact is they throw him in the outfield, and he can't play the outfield. No. He can't. If you go to the National League, you got to play yeah, somewhere. So. That's why the Cubs might not sign up again. I mean, the, he, the White he's an American Sox are League. also talking to he's him. He's an American League. The White Sox would be a great landing spot for him. He'd have to DH. He can't, yeah. he can't play that outfield. No. No. No, he can't. But you know what? He could hit a lot of home runs there. Yeah. A lot of doubles, I mean. He's the mm-hmm. doubles champ, right? A lot more to talk about. We're going to have our uh, my buddy from Jersey coming in. Joyzy, Danny Bianculo, to talk a little locks of the week, NFL style. We got that and a whole lot more coming up on The Wrap after this timeout for Jim Reels. Yo! Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag popthetap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. And we're back on the wrap here on a Friday. Darren McCarty in the house alongside uh, Tom Asaway, Ethan Perlman. On NRM Streamcast, thanks to Lynn Henning for all his knowledge. We forgot to ask him about something that's near and dear to Darren's heart, and that's the baseball taking off uh, marijuana off their do not do list. Do not do list <laughs> in the minor leagues. So now that's something that you cannot be suspended for, and well, that's a long time, time coming, right? Well, I mean, it's just like because... you thought. You thought hockey would be the first to jump in, but it turned well, out well, it'll because we're in the right, Tom. Okay, we got to go so. back and say hockey will be right for to move forward when the study comes out in June. Right. right? So the yes. studies by Canopy Canada aren't done until June for the I'm NHL. Sorry, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to jump on So <laughs> so that when it comes out we'll just have more support. And the, the bottom line is the education and the facts and this is where where we're at. So forget the fact that it saved my life and and is the fact that uh, helped me be sober for over four years and give me my life back. The fact is that everybody realizes it not only you know in this state but across the country that it's something that uh, when used properly can help. And and you you talk in baseball, any sport, but you look at all the surgeries and all the injuries. And the one thing we're talking about the Tigers and their minor leagues. Well, I'm more worried about who's going, how many of the guys are going to get Tommy John surgery or throw yeah. their arms out. So using the CBD and being educated on how your endocannabinoid system can help your body and your recovery and everything else, God bless them, because it's, it's, it's the smart, that's where the, the brains come through and say, hey, 
we've been feeding these pills all these these years and that doesn't work it's just gone worse there's something else that's out there they've gone the education and it just shows forward thinking so god bless them now what would you uh what are you gonna do for me for my, my migraines i'm gonna start you off with uh we're gonna get you on some <laughs> cbd stuff but i'm gonna start you with this uh, the rub and it's actually the michigan organic rub the 2.0 that is going to be the darren mccarty brand so vince my buddy from michigan organic rub again you're gonna we're gonna start you there to rub on your rub on your forehead and it's as easy as that to allow your system your endocannabinoid depleted maz we got to get that i can't wait you can't wait i know there's no no reason because and this is for everybody out there is that you have an option get educated or ask somebody it's what do you mean by that and i'm a great start for it because i've been through it and then we can get you on your journey it's an individual oh, journey and I, I was knocked out yesterday man you should be i mean it's the wow. worst thing is the debilitation of addiction and and you know a headache you can't migraines it's the same Terrible. it's along the same lines so mm-hmm. we, i don't drink enough water out. i know i'm my own worst enemy well that's the you know and then yeah. and that's the whole thing is 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 when you realize that what you can do to help yourself if you don't do it, then nobody can help you. So we'll point you to the trough, and, but you got to drink the water, bro. I will. I will. I know you will. We're here on The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. <laughs> best, uh, I the best line of the morning before we move on. Best line of the morning is Mavs. Come on, man. Hook me up. I'm tired of being me. <laughs> I don't want to be me no more. I don't want to be me. I'm like, except, uh, except when you're on the air, bro. Except, except. Yeah. Hey, let's head out to Jerry Joyzy. Let's head out to uh, Hudson County, New Jersey. And my buddy from North Bergen High School. I mean, this guy, we go back a long way. We went to grammar school together. He's a couple years younger than me. But uh, he's really done well for himself, and uh, living down on the high life, on uh, overlooking New York City now. Danny Bianculo, what's happening, D? I can't believe I'm talking to you, Tommy. Good to talk. Good to chat to you, pal. It's all good here. It's a little overrated, if you will. You got to remember, I lived in Pennsylvania for many years. I know. until they hired me to do a show here with Sid Rosenberg in New York City. On ABC. Looking back, I was better off just commuting. I know. That's all right. It's okay. You know, no, you no one's holding Detroit? you down. What hey. are you doing in Detroit? I always associate that to the malice at the palace. Hey, buddy. I got here 23 years ago, and I haven't looked back yet. 26 you know years my, ago. My friend Tim Donaghy, the referee, yeah, he, he was, was involved in that buddy. palace at the palace. So when you told me you were out there, I said, wow, that's, you know, first of all, I don't know why, but good, good I, for you. Hey, I met my wife in New York City, and here oh. I am. That's well, there this, you go. There that's you go. what happened. a whole bunch of lemon drops, <laughs> yep. and, you know, he's got the Oh, lemon drops, please, let's not even go there. Hey. You know, I heard you talking about the oils and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it, it's everywhere here in New Jersey, too. It's uh, accepted. It's at the mall. So, you know, it does work. Tommy needs uh, needs some really good ones for his uh, migrants. Yeah, I definitely need some. <laughs> hey, Danny, also something you in New what? York. Real quick, Tommy, It's I don't know if it's a coincidence, but as I was waiting for the call, Mike Philpott. Oh, my. Mike Philpott and Paris Piziona. Oh, my God. God, I love this. He's my guy. He's co-stropping it down here in the D today. I Ralphie love it. Focaraccio, too, is listening. And, and hey, Joe, listen, Joe St. Anyway, LaFont. They sent me a text busting my chops about Army-Navy games. Oh. They went into the Navy. I went into the Army in That's 79. It. And, yeah, Navy's probably going to kick their butts. But Maybe I might be over in that one tomorrow. Hey, what is, what is the over-under in the Army-Navy it's sitting, game? It's sitting roughly at 40, 40 and a half, Tom. All right. That's the only game of the day tomorrow, college-wise. Danny uh, is an Army vet. And uh, I always used to root for Navy because I was a big Roger Starbuck guy. Oh, and, me and too. The, Cowboy the fan. I mean, yeah. Cowboy fan. Speaking of the Cowboys, that's one of my plays this weekend. You know, we're about 
49 hours away from kickoff. It's going to be an exciting weekend. There's a lot at stake. Cowboys stink, no doubt about it. I, you know, but I think they're going to come through. I think they're going to show up. The Rams have been playing good, but I yep. do like Dallas, and this is not because I'm partial. I do as well. Dallas getting a point and a half right now at home against the Rams, and both teams really need it. The uh, Rams, I think, need it even more than the Cowboys because the Cowboys in Philly are basically just, just shooting themselves <laughs> in the foot. One of them is going to make it barely at 500, and they're going to get in the playoffs. It's, which is, which, that's pathetic, it's actually. Pathetic. That's pathetic. They need to change something around. You can't have a, a team just because they win their division. For example, if Dallas or Philly wins, say they go 7-9, and nine, for example, yeah. are they going to host San Francisco or shame. Seattle or whoever? That's not right. I know, but it, it happens once in a while. My best bet of the week is the Raiders. Oakland playing their final game. In the black hole, they move to Vegas next year. The Raiders are laying six and a half to the Jags. Jags have mailed it in. I think, uh, what do you think of the Raiders at home? Uh, you know what? That's not a bad choice there. Go out in style. Kind of like I think Eli's going to do Sunday. If he starts, which I think he will, I think the Giants uh, get a win and take down the Dolphins. But, yeah, that's not a bad thought, Tommy. Huh. It's hard to believe that they're headed to Vegas. I know. you got hockey out there, sports betting. It's viral, man. It's going it everywhere. You can't escape it here in Jersey. We're about to. Uh, the go- It's on the governor's desk here in Michigan. Uh, they it's about time. Uh, for March mm-hmm. Madness it to be a go here in, uh, nice. in Michigan, nice. too. Rightfully so. so. I mean, there's yeah. so much money at stake. I've been doing this, Tom, since 94, radio show since 94. And forever, people had to send their money overseas, you know? Right. And back in the day, it was a good option. But the last 10 years or so, it's been like an act of Congress to get set up. So for them, it's best, it's transparent. For the leagues, it's perfect, because you can look for funny activities. You know, you, you can watch line movements. And of course. Like they did with Donaghy. That's how they got caught. You know, they were watching certain games. That he was at. And, yeah. Yep, and go see that movie, Inside Game. It really takes you behind the scene. I will. Now, wh- where do you see that? Is that an HBO thing? Well, you know what? It was a it was a low budget movie, uh, but they're really gonna get their money on the back end from the streaming, Netflix, all that stuff. So that's yep. in January. But I went to the premiere, uh, two of them actually, one in Pennsylvania and one in New York City. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but it's Hollywood too. Danny Biancula joining us from uh, North Bergen, New Jersey. Actually, he's uh, where are you now? You're in I'm showing Darren McCarty your picture right now. This is uh, Danny. I love it. Hey, oh, Danny hell day. yeah. All jacked up. Look at those guns. Look at him. Huh? Yeah, Danny Guns. That's a, uh, they call me Danny B. Biancula is not easy to remember, so I've been going by Danny B for all these years. Uh, but that's another nickname, Danny Guns. I, I try to stay in shape. But I do like to drink. I don't do anything else. <laughs> Just you know, like all my but buddies. I do like a drink or so. Well, you know what? I used to like to drink too. I quit that, and I like to smoke weed. So you and I well, get along. What's wrong with that? Girl. Listen, I'm, I, I just, you know what? My kid just started experimenting, and we moved back here. I was a little iffy about it because the environment. Sure. So he just came clean a couple of weeks ago, and he's only not even sixteen, and it's kind of hard. But I'm trying to live my life back, like in what we did, Tom. You remember of those days? Of course. And you got to like, so I had a heart-to-heart with them, but you know what? Today's so much different than it was when I was a kid, when Tommy was a kid. So as a parent, it's alarming, but I also have to be realistic. It's out there. Right, exactly. And and what I would preach is education and communication. You know, that's the thing. And the biggest thing is, like, I'm trying to teach Maz is don't tell me what, tell tell me who. 
where you get it, where you got it, <laughs> you know, because that's kind. what it is. Right, uh, exactly. yeah, uh, my son, but anyway, we had, a, and he was open, he was honest, and he came to that's me, good. so that's a start there. That's good. But you know, another team, you know, we're looking at the Eagles-Dallas as a showdown, so I think Dallas takes down the Rams. And the Eagles and the Redskins. Uh, I think the Eagles... They take down the skins four and a half. I don't like that number. It's right. a funny number, but it's low. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see Dallas win. You're gonna see the Eagles win. But you know what? This I like the Giants too. Like I said, you're betting uh, the whole NFC a, East. Here, here's, 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 well, <laughs> they gotta win one week. <laughs> here's a possible spoiler alert. You know the Chargers over Minnesota plus three. Oh. You know they they're they're out of it. They got nothing to play for except for the room Minnesota's day. So I like the Chargers as a possible upset. But for the record, most of my uh, official plays go out the day of, when you know who's actually playing, whether referees, you know, that all factors in. And one of the things Tim talks about in his book and in the movie was how referees are opinionated, how they do dislike or like certain yeah. players or management, mm -hmm. etc. So you always have to factor in. An umpire, how does he call a game? Does he have a wide strike zone? Is he consistent? So a lot of that now with the rule changes factors in, Tom. Hey, Danny, I got a, this is Darren McCarty. I got a, uh, I'm going to switch to college because Go I got a great, the, the interesting here for all our Michigan uh, fans sure. is Alabama Ooh. 13 playing Michigan. Now, <sighs> now, what is your take? I don't even know what the it's line seven. is. The but line seven. is seven. The, yeah. the total's 58. Alabama, unbelievable, coming in at number 13. I, I know. know. That's they a crop. They heartbreak at the Auburn. They could have won that game, of course. LSU, you know, you know what happened there, but... I don't know. I just don't know what they got to play for except for pride. But I can see Michigan keeping this close. You know, I got a gut feeling it's not going to be what most sports bettors are going to think. Bama's going to come out with vengeance. So I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan keeps this number close. How about the over-under on LSU-Oklahoma? It's 76. Well, what do you got? 76. I mean, <laughs> they can score. You know, LSU's the best team in the nation as far as I'm concerned, although I did pick Ohio State to win it all, and Ooh. they're right there in the hunt. Oklahoma, they're suspect. They give up a lot of points. Uh, it's doable. It's definitely doable. Rule of thumb for me, I don't like to exceed like 62 to 65 points if I'm playing the over. So right now, we don't know what these teams are going to be like. You know, they've they had that uh, layover. So I would go under. Yeah. I would go under that 76. It's a big number. It is. Danny B. joining us from Jersey. And Danny, uh, tell everyone how they can get a hold of you and, and, and get your best bets of the week. Well, you know, you always visit me at dbwins.com. It's easy to remember, dbwins.com. All my information is there, Tom, my podcast, my videos, my shows in New York City with our old friend Matt McCarthy, who oh, does a, a rugby show at, you know, close by. He's next to Madison Square Garden. It's a lot of fun here, Tommy, but i got to be honest with you. I miss what I had in Pennsylvania. So the grass isn't always green on the other side. It's not that far, there's man. There's no grass in the city, bro. We know that. <laughs> you know what? And, the, and it, with the ones that do have grass, the dogs pee all over it. Yeah, so it's exactly. not even worth having. Yeah, so. exactly. Hey, Danny. Uh, great talking to you, brother. Hey, it's been fun. Thanks a lot, guys, and have a great holiday season. You too, Merry Danny. Christmas, Danny. We'll be Merry back Christmas. in touch with you. There you go. I like that. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye -bye. Christmas, brother. Peace out. Danny uh, Danny B. Danny B. on Coolo in Jersey. Nice job, Mads. That was for me. Eh? You give me a little East Coast and know, you get him to like drop that. all those names. I, I, like I thought your name was cool until I got to meet all your friends. Mazaway is just like a freaking Smith. How about Ralph Focaraccio? Focaraccio. Dude, he was in the Karate Kid, wasn't he? He was. That was Ralph Focaraccio. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's a Jersey boy. There you go. Mm -hmm. Of course he is. You don't Forget like, about it. You know what my kids started getting, getting to watch? They... 
they wanted to watch The Outsiders. Remember The Outsiders? Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Soda Pop. Yeah, they watched it the other day. They loved it? They loved it. My little kid, my little 12-year-old, she watched it with her sisters. Yeah. You know, we, we let her. You know, mm-hmm. PG-13, but we let her. Yeah, that's it's a good one. We got to watch that about that age. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. And it was, you know, great cast back then. Oh, dude, all the young guys. I love those yeah. 80s movies, man. Yeah, I did. Karate so. Kid. You know what Saint my favorite one is that no one talks about? Flamingo Kid. Flamingo was, Kid's a great movie. Matt, 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 uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Yeah. Do you know I hung with Matt Dillon for a couple of times back in uh, high school? No He way. was dating a friend of mine. She was good looking. She, and well, she was I mean, trying to get so. <laughs> she was trying to get in Hollywood and all. So he met her, and her name was Ileana, Ileana Suarez. So he was dating her. So my friends and me, we hung out with him a couple times. And my one buddy, skinny as a rail, wearing like a 28 jeans, 28 waist. Guess what? He's like, Matt Dillon's like, man, I love those pants, Eddie. Eddie, he, he, Eddie gives him his pants, and he wears them in the movie Tex. No. So Eddie Lopez's uh, pants. Eddie Lopez's pants. Eddie Lopez's pants were made wow. into Tex. Look at that. So Look. Matt Dillon, it was cool to hang out with him. Gosh, you know bit. what? I yeah. might not get this day in history and sports, but I get this day in Tommy yeah. Madsen. That's hey, even better. I got this day in history. You do. You ready? Yes. Ethan gave us a good one. Today, which is Friday the 13th, by the way. Oh, wow. Hey. 1983, we go back to the good days of the Pistons. They beat the Nuggets. Talk about an over. 186 to 184 in three overtimes. Both four plays. Four, four players had 40 points. Both teams only one for two from the three-point line. That's unbelievable. Isn't that unreal? One for two, both teams. So six points yep. in that total, yeah. total of uh, 370. What? <laughs> yep. So you had free throws and Dunks. oh my god! Imagine being the net. <laughs> wow. Imagine being the net that day. You're just overworked. You just want like <laughs> a David year Thompson, off. Was David Thompson still on that team? Was he still on the Nuggets or was he done by then? I don't know. I'd have to go back know. and look Is at that it. like yeah. Kelly Trapuca days. Yeah, or? it could have been. But that's pretty cool. That and, is then, sweet. and this day in sports history, last night, matter of fact, the last full moon of this decade. Wow. Was last night. 12-12, the date. And guess what time? 12-12 a.m. 12-12 a.m. Bam! How about that? That's that, teamwork. That's your, mad, dream that's, your, that's your mad stat yeah, of the day. I love day. it. I love it. Meaningless stat of the day. Hey, thanks to Lynn Henning, Danny B. in Jersey. Ethan, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, how about the people behind the glass? We got Angel, Kelsey, Steven. Thanks to everybody. Darren, it's always a pleasure having Y'all you in. Too. I'm sorry we didn't get a lot. Of, we didn't get a lot of words in for you today. No, I'm good, dude. Anytime I get to watch you do your thing, oh, buddy, heck, you know what? It's anything. always great for when Lynn. you're Maz. Now, now when we leave, you don't have to be Maz no more. All right, Lynn Henning <laughs> did most of the work. By he the way, did a good job. Thanks everybody for listening to the wrap. Spread the word. Tell them NRM Streamcast. We'll see you next week, everyone. Have a great weekend.